Praise God, praise God, praise God. Wherever you are here, the sound of my voice, I need you to lift your two hands to Jesus today and just bless him. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. Uh, we thank you for your presence in every life. We thank you for your presence everywhere. Your sons and daughters are gathered together. Wherever people are joining this service right now, we ask, Lord, let your presence pervade and permeate the atmosphere, pervade and permeate our hearts. Lord, we yield this time for you, for the supply of your spirit. We yield this time for you, for the move of your spirit in every life. So we pray that you charge your word with power and let it minister grace to every hearer today. Let no one be the same again. We thank you, Holy Spirit, because you will heal, you will set free, you will deliver, you will convince, you will guide, uh, you will draw us closer to you and cause us to approach the preaching of your word uh, with boldness and with sincerity of heart, knowing that this is our calling uh, for this time and forevermore. We thank you, everlasting Father, and we bless your name in Jesus' precious name. And all who believe, say, believe in Amen. Praise God, praise God. It's such a joy to have you join the service today. I want to encourage that you put distractions away from you, wherever you're joining us from, uh, uh, from far and near. I want you to put distractions away from you and get ready to be blessed by the word of God today. Uh, if you're on, uh, on, on social media platform, I want you to go ahead and just, uh, just let me know where you're joining the service from. Let me know what you're expecting from this service today. If you're watching on TV, I want you to get ready to be blessed by the word of God and uh, uh, our contact will be displayed. Feel free to send us emails, send us a WhatsApp chat. Let us know uh, how this uh, service is blessing you and feel free to, you know, just respond as we preach and teach the word of God because I know that God is said to bless you. If you are with family, please gather them together. Get everyone uh, to be comfortable, to engage the word of God today. Uh, the word as we continue in the teaching series, Unashamed, it's going to be a very simple word that we're teaching today, uh, and it calls for action, unashamed action, uh, for us to uh, be a part of what God is doing in our world today. Don't forget from last Sunday, we said one of the greatest prayers that any believer can pray from time to time is, Father, whatever you're doing in our world today, don't do it without me. Don't do it without me. There's one thing that God does consistently in every generation and in every season. And that's that he wants to win souls. He wants to win souls. And uh, this time at the Elevation Church, we're calling everyone to participate in that which touches the heart of God the most, uh, which is soul winning. Soul winning. Soul winning. It's the essence uh, for our salvation that God may use us to bring many more to righteousness. If we missed last uh, week's message, I wanted to get on, on our platforms, listen, binge watch, uh, uh, and get blessed and get up to date with what God is doing in our world today. As we continue, I'd love to start out uh, with, with, with our opening text today. I've, I've titled this, God Needs Your Network. I wanted to, if there's anyone around you, I wanted to help me tell them, say, God needs your network. If you are alone, I wanted to tell yourself, say, God needs my network. He needs my network. Uh, you know, many people pride themselves in their network, the circle of influence. And we use our network our connection uh, and our circle of influence for what, whatever kind of benefits we can get. Social benefit, uh, you know, benefit of companionship, uh, business, we use it for, you know, for, for entertainment, for whatever uh, value that we can derive from our connections and network to live a better life. Uh, some of us have gone to school, all kinds of schools, and we have all kinds of alumni associations, we have all kinds of network 
on social media, on Instagram, on Facebook, on WhatsApp. Yeah, that's, that's the important one. And Facebook, WhatsApp, Facebook. You have all kinds of network. Uh, you, you leverage this network when you have, you, you need some doors to be open to you. You leverage the network when you need uh, maybe a tool for your business, when you need finance for business, where you need all kinds of things. Sometimes it's just like, uh, maybe you're like me, you visit many cities. Sometimes you leverage your, your network to get a good landing when you get into a new place, uh, just to be able to understand what is going on and to in ingrain yourself into the social life of a new city. But much more than that, I need you to understand today that God wants to use your network. Uh, and I wanted to say to yourself again, say, God wants to use my network. He wants to use my network. God uh, is always willing to leverage everything that he has put in our hands, all the resources that he has put in our hands. And when it comes uh, to the expansion of the kingdom, God wants us to throw everything in. If you're truly uh, journeying up to be a disciple of Christ or you are a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ, you must understand yeah, that, uh, that, that God wants us to serve him with everything within us and everything around us. And everything that we can lay our hands on, and that includes your connections, your network. And that's why I'm bringing this word to you this season as we continue in the series of teachings, Unashamed, uh, Unashamed, where unashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. According to Romans 1 and verse 16, uh, the, the, the apostle Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. To everyone who believes for the Jews first and also the Greek or the Gentiles. For it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone who believes. So we're not ashamed of the gospel. And we need to also uh, recognize that God wants to use my network and your network. Uh, let's start out from Acts of the Apostles chapter 1 and verse number 8. Acts of the Apostles chapter 1 and verse number 8. God needs my network. The Bible says, but Jesus was speaking to his disciples here. He said, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and in Samaria, and to the, to the ends of the earth. King James says to the uttermost part of the earth, or the ends of the earth. But look at it. It starts from Jerusalem. Then it says to Judea. Then uh, uh, to Samaria, before we get to the uttermost part of the world. When you look at the people that Christ was speaking to, his disciples, and the same way Jesus is speaking to you today, if you're joined to this service. Jesus said, this is how you'll be witnesses to me. This is how I want to leverage your network. This is how I want to leverage your connection. It starts from your Jerusalem, which is your family, which is uh, the familiar, which is your, your most intimate network. Like I said before, some of us have all kinds of networks. Some of us are from big families. Uh, some are from small families. Whatever family you come from, there's a, there's, there's, there's a network. There's a connection that you have built amongst family, uh, immediate family, to cousins, you know, to relatives. There's a network. Outside of that, then we have Judea, which is uh, uh, people who have become family over time. A former neighbor or a current neighbor. Uh, an ex-colleague at work who has now become a family. Somebody who is so close, you can almost say that they're family. That, that is, uh, uh, you know, Judea is a cousin of Jerusalem. And they speak the same language. And that, that's the family. And then from there, we go to Samaria. 
are, which are people who may not necessarily behave like us, speak our language, you know, or they don't go to church with us, they don't, they, they're not in a social circle. Because if you remember, in John chapter 4, Jesus had an encounter with the woman of Samaria. John chapter 4, when you read from about verse 2 and 3, uh, Jesus had an encounter with the woman of Samaria. And the Bible says Jesus had need to pass through Samaria. That means it was not what he would do uh, uh, on a regular basis. But he needed to go through Samaria, verse 4. So he came, verse 5, to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Now, Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well, and uh, he, he said it was about the sixth hour. So about the sixth hour, which is about, about noon. Yeah, about noon. And Jesus got there. Uh, a woman of Samaria came, verse 7, to draw water. And Jesus said to her, give me water. You know, you, 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 you can refrain from certain connection or network, but when you need them, you want to leverage them. But he, right here, Jesus wanted to leverage this Perhaps for water, but he had something much more in mind. It was to open up a conversation. Because he knew at that material point in time, God brought him to, to, to Samaria, uh, and this woman uh, was, was not there by accident. God brought the woman at the same time. And he happened to be alone. He had told the disciples to go and get stuff for them to eat. And the woman came, and Jesus engaged the woman. And as that engagement you know, uh, went on, it, things switched to the gospel and to the need for the salvation of this woman. Because the woman was wondering, why you, uh, a Jew, speak, speak to me, a, a Samaritan? The Bible says in verse 9, Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman, uh, for Jews have no dealings with Samaritans? And Jesus answered and said to her, If you know the gift of God, and who is it who, who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked me, and I would have given you living water. You see, that's where it starts from. Switching from regular water to living water. When we understand what we carry, when we understand that we have something that God wants to use. Jesus knew who, who, you know, who he is and what, what he has, what he has to offer on the behalf of God. Uh, as you approach people within family or approach people. Uh, who are friends turned to family or approach people that you have access to within your network who may not look like you, talk like you, embrace your own culture, but God still wants you to uh, leverage your network with them to be able to bring the kingdom of God to them. And the big question today is, how much of this are we really doing as real disciples of Christ? if we will follow the word of God. Because a lot of the time we have turned uh, our, uh, our Christianity to just leveraging God, but we don't know that God is also depending on us and he wants to leverage us and leverage our network and leverage our resources. And the traditional way that God, on, I mean, God wants us to go about this is just to start with family. Are you ashamed of the gospel within your family? Or will you come to the reckoning that God wants to use my network and it starts with my family. John chapter 1 
when you read from verse 40, uh, we'll read about the story of, uh, uh, of Simon and uh, Andrew. They, they were brothers. And how did they come to know Jesus? It was through uh, them allowing God to leverage the network that they have built within family. John 1 and verse number 40. It says, one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first found his own brother, Simon, and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is translated Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. Now, when Jesus looked at him, he said, you are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated a stone. The following day, Jesus wanted to go to Galilee, and he found Philip and said to him, follow me. Said to him, follow me. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not reading uh, verse 45 and 46. And uh, the, uh, the Bible says, And Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophet wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. You know, sometimes all God wants from us is to be able to say, Come and see. When was the last time you told somebody to come and see the goodness of the Lord? Come and see that the Lord is good. Come and see what God is doing in my life. Or are we just enjoying the goodness of God alone without sharing with anyone? Do you still have passion to speak to your brother, to speak to your friend, to speak to a family member about the saving grace that is in Christ Jesus? Or, uh, you know, some of us live in homes where we have people who don't believe with us and we have written them off. So we take our time to pray. We don't even remember to pray for them again, but they are hearing our loud prayer when we pray about our project, when we pray about that which we desire from God. And they're so far away from God, but yet we're doing nothing to draw them closer. From the disciples of Christ, they, 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 you know, they, they, the first set of disciples, how they came to Christ was a, a, a brother speaking to a brother. Andrew speaking to Simon. Philip speaking to Nathaniel about Christ and saying, we have found the Messiah. We have found the Messiah. We have found the Messiah. I need you to understand today, ladies and gentlemen, that you are divinely connected by God. God divinely connects us to individuals, to people, to people groups, to organizations, because he wants to use us there, not just for personal gain, but for the gain of the kingdom. So God strategically, you know, God has strategically located us in families and communities for the sake of his kingdom. Christians must be intentional. We must be intentional in, you know, reaching people within the network where God has planted us. You know, the Bible says God uh, plants the solitaries in families. And when we then get into those families by his divine orchestration, he expects us not to take it for granted, but to use the opportunity to reach people within that space. Andrew reached out to his brother Simon, like we read in the scriptures. Yeah. And the other fellow fishermen around them, Philip, deliberately went to look for his brother Nathaniel. And when he saw him, he wasn't asking about what he had last night. <laughs> he wasn't asking about, you know, not only just the new contract he just got. 
he also was eager and excited and passionate about letting him know we have found the Messiah. We have found the Messiah. Now that you have been saved five years, ten years, fifteen years, or one year, who are you telling about your new experience? Who are you telling about what God is doing in your life? Who are you speaking to about it? Because it starts from the closest people to you. The challenge I'm bringing to you this, this day, and I need you to understand it, is that before you look too far, look around, look around, look around, start from your Jerusalem and your Judea, the family and the friends that God has planted around you. God wants you to unashamedly be able to boldly speak to them about the God. Let your life communicate the gospel to them. But much more than that, share the testimonies of the things that God is doing and has done in your life. In Acts of the Apostles chapter 16, when you read verse 31, it was expressly stated that God is interested in our household. The Bible says there, uh, the, you know, the, the, the jailer, uh, after Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises to God, and the prison doors opened, and the jailer, you know, wanted to kill himself and all that. They, they said, no, just, just stay. We're here. And then uh, he asked them, men and brethren, what, 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 what must I do that I may be saved? And he said, believe on the Lord Jesus and you shall be saved, you and your household. Salvation, ladies and gentlemen, is a family affair. Salvation, ladies and gentlemen, is an affair of, you know, uh, that God wants to transcend you into your network and into your connection and into everyone that it will bring into your life. Through you, God wants to reach other people. You remember the scripture in Isaiah uh, chapter 6 when you read verse 8. Uh, it looks like God is always asking that question. Who shall go for us? Isaiah 6 and verse 8 said, and Also, I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here I am, send me. God wants you and I to position ourselves from time to time to eavesdrop on the conversation going on in heaven. There's someone within your network around you. There's someone within the place where God has planted you that needs a divine intervention, that needs uh, the gospel of peace, that needs uh, is, is our joy rekindled, that needs to connect with higher power, with the power of salvation, with the power of grace, the power of restoration, uh, the power of increase to somebody who, is, who has stagnated and God wants to send you to them. And from time to time, God is having conversations in heaven about individuals. And you and I need to be positioned like the prophet Isaiah here and be able to eavesdrop on conversations going on in heaven concerning families, concerning marriages, concerning businesses. Where God will be saying, who can we send to this guy living a riotous life? Who can we send to this prodigal son who is wasting away everything that we've given him? Who can we send to this person who is about to destroy this beautiful gift of marriage? Who can we send to this person who has turned a, a God-given passion to a destructive, you know, uh, uh, passion? Who, who, who has turned the passion for belonging into living lasciviously, uh, moving from one person to the other? not being able to live alone or except he or she has got into a relationship and most of the relationships are now destructive because, you know, uh, what, what you're looking for in people 
you are supposed to look for in God. And God is always looking for people he can send to such people. To say before you, this person destroy himself or herself, I need somebody to send. And it's in the place of waiting on the Lord. In the place of saying, Lord, whatever you're doing in our world today, don't do it without me. That's where we hear that there's somebody to be spoken to. Someone to connect with. Or someone that's already in your connection that you just need to walk across the divide. It may be just picking up your phone and making a phone call. It may be somebody that's already on your, 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 on your WhatsApp, on a WhatsApp group with you that you just need to check on on a personal note. But God is always asking the question, who shall go for us? Who shall we send? And the appropriate response from you and I should always be, here I am, send me. Here I am, send me. And God wants to start from sending you into your network, sending you into the existing connections that you have already made in your life. Because as we explore the connections that we already have for the purpose of his kingdom, then what happens is that he opens us up to bigger connections because definitely he that is faithful and little, more shall be added. What are you doing with your network? What are you doing uh, with, with, with what God is doing in your life? What are you doing with the people that God has already opened you up to. What are you doing with it? You know, until, I mean, sometimes when, when, when you consider the ways of God, you marvel because it looks like some people, until they go through a bad situation, we don't wake up to the things that God wants to do in us and through us. And I pray for you today uh, that what will lead to your conviction and repentance will not be fatal. It will not be destructive. Say a big amen in, in, in Jesus' name. Yeah, that what will really make me to turn around and have the right perspective uh, to a principle of the scripture, especially uh, to respond to preaching of the gospel will not be when I, when I realize that uh, there's, I can't make progress except I do this. God delights in us doing things just not, not because uh, uh, we're going to be in that if we don't do it, but because we're doing it from our heart. How do I mean? Look at the story in Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, uh, when you read from about verse 25, it was about the story of the rich man and Lazarus. And Jesus told it as a story. We're not told whether it's a parable or a real story, but Jesus told it as a story. Oh, that there was a certain rich man and there was a certain poor man by the name Lazarus. You know the story. The story of the rich man and Lazarus. And then uh, Lazarus died uh, and was carried by the angel. The poor, I mean, the rich man died and just, you know, uh, uh, just went to the other side of eternity. And this was the experience. The Bible says in verse 23, for instance, said, as and being tormented in Hades, that's the rich man, he looked up. By the way, before I read, read, read any further, I need to make a clarification. The reason why this rich man went to Hades and been tormented was not because he was rich. It was because uh, he did not spend his time on earth pursuing God and knowing God and coming into God's family. Yeah, Because death is just a transition or translation into another realm. But your status on earth will be your status in eternity. If you're a child of God on earth, you'll be in his family in eternity. So you choose where you spend eternity or who you spend eternity with. Is it that eternity with God or eternity in hell with the devil? And 
nothing can be further from the truth. So uh, if you understand it that way, then you know that the reason why Lazarus went to heaven or to Abraham's bosom is not because he was poor. It was because he was righteous. So it's possible to be rich and be righteous, and it's possible to be poor and be unrighteous. So let's lay that card on the table. Praise God. <laughs> I said, praise God. All right. So the Bible talks about Abraham, I mean, sorry, the, the rich man, and he said, being tormented in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I'm tormented in this place. But Abraham said, remember that in your lifetime you receive good things, and likewise, Lazarus, evil things, but now is comforted and you are tormented. This will not be your portion in Jesus' name. May you be comforted on heart and receive divine comfort in heaven in the precious name of Jesus. Somebody say a big amen to that. Praise God. Verse 26, and he said, and beside this, uh, between us is a big goal fixed so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to this place. Now, this is where I'm going. This guy, when he saw that everything is over, but Abraham explained to him, you've had your own fair share of good life and all that. You have chosen where you want to go and you are there. The next thing, when this guy realized that Father Abraham would not be able to do any magic, either to send Lazarus to him or for him to flip position, is that he remembered his family. He remembered his immediate connection. And his immediate network. Then he said, verse 27, I beg you, therefore, Father, that you will send him to my father's house. May this not be your portion in the name of Jesus. May you not think of your family after you have reached the other side. This is the time to think about your family, your friends, your network, and allow God to leverage his grace upon your life to reach them. This guy started to explain to Father Abraham, verse 28, said, For I have five brothers, that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. Ladies and gentlemen, the place of torment is real. And you don't wish any of your family members or friends or people who have been a blessing to you to go to this kind of place. So, this guy, immediately he realized that his own case is sealed. The next thing was, how can I leverage this audience with Father Abraham to make sure that my network, my family, my Jerusalem, my Judea will not end up where I am? I pray for you today that in this new season, God will grant you grace to see people around you that are not aligned with God and to open up your heart for God to use you to be a blessing to them. Say a big amen to that, everyone. Yes. So this guy, even in his torment, he remembered. The rich man, you know, in this passage, uh, 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 you know, he, he doesn't remember wealth or riches anymore. Those things faded into insignificance. He realized the priority of sending the gospel to his, his brother. So winning is a key variable in the equation of our success. The measure of success for Christians must transcend material acquisition, career advancement, 
or, or you know, or networks or connection that we use for material gain. God's definition of success is entrenched in soul winning. Because the case of what shall it profit a man if he lose if he gains the whole world and loses soul? So some people have replaced the hunger for souls with hunger for success as defined by man. That's what happens to us a lot of the time. All the passion and the hunger with which we're supposed to seek the kingdom of God, we pour it into a relationship. We pour it into a business. We pour it into things that have only singular benefit on earth. They are only beneficial on earth. They have no relevance in heaven. I pray for someone today that this season, God will cause you to shift focus. God will give you a new perspective that you may, in, you, you may invest more, not only in things that are relevant on earth, but things that have dual relevance. That are relevant on earth, but are also relevant in heaven. Say a big amen, somebody. So don't let poverty divert your purpose. Don't let poverty divert your passion. Don't let poverty divert your passion. Don't let poverty divert your purpose. Don't let the craving and, uh, you know, and the hunger for material things divert your attention from the real purpose for which you have been created. Because the soul of, of, of men are more valuable than any position, any possession, and any kind of influence that we may have on earth today. Glory be to Jesus. I said glory be to Jesus. The key question I'd love to ask you today as we start to tie this up is what am I, uh, uh, what are you doing to ensure that you don't go to heaven alone? And are your family members, your friends, your relatives, your, your partners at work, your colleagues, they go with you? Another question you may want to ask is, how am I influencing people in my Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and uttermost part of the earth? And that includes people within my digital footprint and digital network. What am I doing to influence them? Because this season, we've been saying, engage your digital platform. Be unashamed. Say something. Post something that will make people know that you are a fully devoted follower of Jesus Christ. Now, I know for somebody, this message today may not be as interesting to you as if I'm preaching about uh, how God prospers people or how doors open very fast or how we can twist the arm of God uh, to, 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 you know, to settle us maritally or to give us children if we're looking for one. But what we're teaching today is one of the primary purposes for which God called you, for which you were created, is to bring glory to God and to expand his kingdom and to serve his purpose here on earth. Praise God. I said praise God. Glory be to Jesus. So we need to ask ourselves from time to time, understanding where our real crusade ground is. Because our crusade ground, our primary crusade ground, is our family. It's our Jerusalem. It's our network. Glory be to Jesus. I said glory be to Jesus. Now, beyond just reaching people for Christ, for salvation, so beyond salvation, beyond just convert, beyond just converting people to Christianity, we also need to pay attention to the need to disciple people. Maybe that's the last challenge I will drop today. The need for us to disciple people. Remember Matthew 28, 
from verse 19 and 20, which we call the Great Commission. It says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So that, that's, that's the real commission. That's the real commission. That we not just win souls, but that we disciple people. That we disciple people. That is the real commission. So God wants you and I to go beyond just soul winning. To discipling people in line with the great commission as we've just read. And you need to understand also, according to John 15 and verse 16, he said, you have not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you that you, you, you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. So there's an element of being fruitful in God's kingdom that is not just about bringing fruit, but that the fruit remain. And that's what leads us in this discussion today to the need for us to participate not just in winning souls to God, but in discipling people. Discipling people. God wants you and I to participate in discipleship. Soul winning, uh, you know, is an active, ongoing drive for souls of men to bring them into Christ and to see them established in faith as disciples of Christ. It's important for a new uh, convert to come into the faith and receive some level of assistance that will make them develop their faith. So after a soul is won, one thing that you and I must not forget is that it can be derailed. If not properly matured, if the seed that was sown in their heart is not properly watered, they may derail. Galatians 1 and verse 6, he said, I marvel, Paul was writing uh, to the Galatians church, and he said, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. So it's possible when we just, you know, talk to family, talk to friends, talk to people at work, but we don't go the extra mile to try to nurture the seed of God in them, to try to bring them, in, uh, you know, uh, the gospel in a more accurate way that they may be derailed. Now I'm asking today, that as you go into this week, you don't just only look out for somebody to preach to, look out for someone who needs to be discipled. Someone perhaps that you have spoken to before. Someone that, 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 that needs the truth in their heart to be reinforced. Someone whose heart is broken and they are about turning away from the gospel. Somebody who has experienced a delay. Somebody who now feels that God is no longer faithful and God is counting on you to reach them and to water their heart with, with, with the word of God and, and you know, to help them to come back on the right track. You know, people have gone through all kinds of things in the last 18 months, uh, experiences at home, experiences at work. But what God wants from you and I is that for the people who seem to be discouraged, people who seem to be frustrated, people who are disgruntled with the church, disgruntled with God, we need to bring them back on the right path by giving them an opportunity to be disciples. And how do we go about it? How do we grow disciples? Let me just go through a few points on how we grow disciples and I'll tie this all up. One is that you show them consistent love and heartfelt care. Build relationship with new converts. Yeah. When you see somebody who is just trying to get their feet in Christianity or in the way of the Lord, be deliberate about how you build a relationship with them. Yeah. So that you can show them 
consistent love and, you know, heartfelt care. In Galatians 4 and verse 19, Paul was writing and he said, My little children, he considered them his own children. Galatians 4 and verse 19, he considered them his own children. He said, My little children, for whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. He considered them his own little children. How do you see young converts? How do you see people who are in trouble? Are you positioning yourself to nurture them back to full faith and full spiritual energy? Or you just abandon them without reaching out, without calling, without doing anything at all? We all need grace at this time to play our part at discipling people. Secondly, encourage them to read the Bible and learn foundational doctrine. It's a time where you need to resource people. You and I need to resource people. Somebody uh, needs uh, a Bible app. Guide them into how they, they will download it. Somebody needs a devotional, send them one. Somebody needs to read a particular book because of what they've been complaining about or what you know that if they know, they will gain greater speed in God. Then it's time to resource them, to encourage them you know, to read the Bible uh, and to learn foundational doctrine. Uh, not just the Bible, but any word, any book, I mean, that will open them up as they read. To foundational doctrines of God's word. Uh, also, number three is share devotionals and other Christian resources with them. Uh, you know, just an, as an addendum to the second thing we have discussed already, share those things with them. First Peter two and verse two says, uh, "As newborn babes, that desire the sincere milk of the world that you may grow thereby." And some people have to make the milk available to the new convert because you don't—they don't have their own milk. We are the ones that will supply them the milk. Just the same way mothers supply infants milk. And God is counting on you and I to be able to do that kind of a thing. In Acts chapter 20 and verse 32, Paul uh, uh, was writing there and he said, uh, So now, brethren, I commend you. I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. That's an apostle saying, look, this is what I'm looking out for you. I'm commending you to God and to the word of his grace. And that's how we need to watch after people too. Watch after our children. Watch after adults. Watch after spiritual children. Uh, even if they are adults. And continue to commend them to, to, to God and to the word of his grace by making such resources available to them and by praying for them. Also invite and help them to attend a faith Based church, whether online or offline, faith-based churches, faith-based events that will strengthen their faith, bring them into God's family. Yeah, bring them into God's family because that's very important. And that takes me uh, to to another one there, uh, which I says introduce them to mature Christians and small groups who can help them to grow. Introduce them to mature Christians and small groups that will help them to grow. This is how we bring them into God's family and introduce them, you know, to other people that can help them strengthen their faith. You know what Ephesians 4 and verse, uh, from verse 11 says? He said, and he himself gave to some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, and some teachers for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry. He said, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Look at this. He said, till we all come to the unity of faith uh, and the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the mature, 
uh, or to the measure, sorry, of the stature of the fullness of Christ. To the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. There's a measure of the stature of Christ that is needful for everyone from season to season. And it's the responsibility of those of us around them to help them to grow. And we push them into places where there are identifiable spiritual gifts that can help to nurture them. A church should have an identifiable spiritual gift of, of, of pastoring and shepherding and, and you know, an apostolic grace that can help to establish people. And when you, you, you have people like that, you push them into such settings. Get them into small groups. At the Elevation Church, we have a, you know, a small group system that is striving and helping people to find their feet along the line of interest or geography, wherever they, they, they live or whatever they're interested in. You need to encourage people that you're discipling to get into that as well. To ensure that new converts receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and undergo water baptism uh, as we pray for them. So uh, this is a time where we need the Holy Spirit like never before. So if you have any young converts around you, I want to encourage you uh, to get them into that place where they can have a relationship with the Holy Spirit on their own. And what a better way to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, a strong one for that matter, uh, than being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so you, you, you need to push them to the place where they can be baptized or minister to them yourself. We run baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, online, offline. Uh, a week or two ago, we had the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know, an exercise for children, even for teenagers, online. And many people got baptized in the Holy Spirit. But uh, my, my prayer is that this season, God will find you faithful. God will find you faithful. Uh, for everyone, every opportunity to disciple people, to win souls that God will put around you, my God uh, will, will, will give you perspective in the name of Jesus. That your life will be like the, the life of uh, a Christian. God, uh, or the Apostle Paul described in Colossians 4 and verse number 12, our brother, Epaphras. God is looking for Epaphras. Many more Epaphras at this time. Paul, writing in Colossians 4 and verse 12, he said, Epaphras, who is one of you, a born servant of Christ, greets you, always laboring fervently in prayers, that you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. That was what Epaphras was doing. Praying for souls. Always laboring fervently. Uh, Paul could have written about people always praying about business breakthroughs or always praying uh, for marital success or whatever. But Paul reckoned with Epaphras because he knew that that which Epaphras has brought into focus in his life is something that touches the heart of God a lot. And Paul encouraging us not to neglect our own life of personal devotion and supplication but to also focus on that which touches the heart of God, which is souls. Because as we travail uh, for souls, as we pray for people, as we labor, you know, fervently uh, for, for people in prayer, this delights the heart of God, and it even opens the heavens over our lives in a new dimension. When you pray for souls, there are things you would never have to pray for. When you labor to bring people into the kingdom of God, there are things you would never have to labor for them to come into your life. This is the truth that all believers need to understand at this time. That when we labor for souls, for the expansion of God's kingdom, when we focus on kingdom advancement, God's kingdom advancement, there are things that we will not have to pray for to advance in our lives. They get into automatic advancement mode. Seek you first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6 and 33 says, and all these other things shall be added unto you. 
as we seek for kingdom expansion this season, as we seek to populate God's family, I pray for you in the name of Jesus uh, that the things that God has already provided will find their way into your life and into your destiny. That in your own family, joy will not be lacking. Peace will not be lacking. As you bring peace into other people's lives, God will bring peace into your family. As you bring joy, as you become a source of joy, uh, Jesus uh, is the Prince of Peace. And the Holy Spirit is the oil of joy. As we open people up to salvation, uh, to the knowledge of God, and for them to start to grow in the faith, what we're making happen for them, God has a way of making it happen for us in unusual dimension that our own effort may not be able to bring. Uh, uh, that's why I'm encouraging you today. Change your perspective. Change your focus. Don't spend all your time thinking about yourself. Don't spend all your time thinking only about your family. God's purpose and God's calling for your life is much more than your business. It's much more than your family. It has a great connection with its own agenda here on earth. And as you focus on its agenda, what you see is a divine help over your own agenda. So you don't have to overlabor on your personal agenda because they, before they come to fruition. And that's my prayer for you today. That my God will open up your heart in a new dimension this season. That truly you will be unashamed of the gospel. That you will really focus on that which is important to God. Lift your two hands today and bless the name of Jesus and, 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 and say this prayer. Say, uh, Lord, use me to preach the gospel. Lord, use me to preach the gospel. Lord, use me to disciple people. Uh, those are the prayers that I wanted to pray right now. Lord, show me my own crusade ground within family, within friends. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I want you to open your mouth and pray right now. Pray uh, for people that are close to you who has not accepted Christ into their lives. Uh, this is the time for you to start to practice it. Pray for them. Mention somebody's name right now as you pray. Mention that friend. Mention that family member. Mention that cousin. And ask that God will come into their life. Somebody pray for your spouse who is derailing from the faith. Pray for them. Rather than you know, uh, being confused about it, rather than complain about them, God wants you to pray. Uh, commend them to God and the word of his grace, which is able to build them up and give them an inheritance among them that are sanctified. That's the kind of prayer you should be praying right now. Uh, pray for souls. Uh, lift your voice right now and say, Father, uh, grant me more grace to go after souls. Grant me more grace to be passionate about that which touches your heart. Grant me more grace. Grant me more grace this week. Grant me more grace as I go into this week. Grant me more grace even during this summer period uh, to focus on how to win souls as I enjoy myself, as I go on holiday, as I do whatever I'm doing this season. Uh, give me the grace to be able to speak to somebody in the bus. Give me the grace to be able to speak to somebody on the train. Give me to, the grace to be able to speak to somebody on the airplane. Give me the grace to be able to talk to somebody at the bus stop. Uh, give me the grace to be able to Speak to that Uber driver. Speak to that, you know, that, that taxi, that cab driver. Whoever you connect with this season, I want you to pray right now. Lord, give me the grace, the boldness, the strength that as I go into this week, this week will not end without me speaking about you to someone. In the name of the Lord Jesus, receive that grace right now. Receive that grace right now. In the name of Jesus, I challenge you. I challenge you to trust God for grace to be a soul winner this season. Because that which you are looking for will be found supernaturally. And the name of Jesus will be glorified in your life. In the precious name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the preaching and teaching of your word today. Thank you for the seed of encouragement, of conviction that has landed in our heart. 
We ask, Holy Spirit, what are the seed? Until soul winners are raised through this teaching. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you for grace upon your sons and daughters as they go into this new week to win souls, to be witnesses unto you, to, to disciple someone, to call upon someone, to check on someone, to put in somebody's hand and somebody's heart the word of grace that they need to maximize destiny this season. In Jesus' precious name. And all who believe, say, believe in amen. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Uh, 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 I, I love to just, before we bring the service to an end, pray for someone who may be saying, Pastor, I'm far away from God. When you were speaking, I also felt like I needed somebody to speak to me. And that's why I'm speaking to you right now. Somebody who is derailed. Can we use the opportunity to help you to come back in line? If you know that if Jesus should come right now, moment you log off from this service, if Jesus should come right now, that you will not be able to go with him, then you need to say a prayer with me today. Maybe you've said a prayer to give your life to Christ before, but you backslid into sin. This is the time for you to rededicate your life to Jesus. And if you've never said a prayer, I also want to encourage you to say this prayer with me. So wherever you are, hearing the sound of my voice, will you put your right hand on your heart if you can and just say this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I need a Savior. Forgive me my sins. Cleanse me from every unrighteousness. Say, I accept you today as my Lord and my personal Savior. Fill my heart with your Spirit and give me a new beginning. I declare that I'm now a child of God. My sins are forgiven. I am born again. And I will live the rest of my life loving God, serving God, and being a blessing to humanity. In Jesus' precious name. Say a big amen, everyone. If you just said a prayer, I want to congratulate you for a decision that you have made. It's as simple as that. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart uh, that Jesus uh, 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 is, is Lord, he said, then you will be saved. And you just did that. Now, if you follow the prayer, I want you to go to the chat room or the comment uh, section and let us know. I just rededicated my life to Christ or I just gave my life to Christ. If you're watching this on TV, I want you to do the same. Send us a WhatsApp message or send us an email. Let us know that you just made a decision. We'll have some gift that we want to send to you uh, in the spirit of discipleship to help you to grow stronger in your faith. And this is a downloadable gift that will be a blessing to you and strengthen your walk with God. So if you don't mind, let us know the decision you just made and we will be able to connect with you uh, right there online. Our ministers are there who will also be able to connect with you. If you let us know, I just gave my life to Christ or I just rededicated my life to Christ. God bless you uh, for the decision you have made today. And uh, may the word of God continue to prosper in your life. May the spirit of God continue to hold you strong. Uh, you will not derail. You will not fail in your journey of destiny. In Jesus' precious name. And all who believe say, believe in. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Can I quickly encourage as we go into our week uh, that you should... Uh, Pick up, you know, conversation starters online from elevationng.org. If you are in any of our in-person gatherings, please, you can also do the same. Uh, please pick up tracts and conversation starters that you can use. Pick up stuff that you can post on social media. They're all available on our website. I also want to encourage you uh, that if you can, if you walk into any of our uh, physical gatherings or even online, you can, you can download uh, the, 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 the decision card uh, that you can fill with convert's name and details, if, you don't, if they don't mind. If somebody uh, gave their life to Christ through you and you know you will not have the opportunity to disciple them, you may want to
just get in their details or get a card that you can fill in their details and send those details to us so that as a church, we can then uh, find a way to connect with them and continue to reach out to them. So if the convert also permits you, somebody you prayed for or that you reach out to, if they permit you to take a picture with them, please do so. Take a picture with them. Share it on social media this week. I say, I, I just encourage a brother. I just encourage a sister. I just pray the gospel to my friend. And, uh, and we pray together. And Jesus is at work in the life of this person. And then hashtag it unashamed. Hashtag unashamed. And maybe tag us at Elevation NG uh, or on all social media platforms. Just tag us. You can even tag me too at Fiji Man. You can tag me and let me know that God has used you to be a blessing to someone. And hashtag it unashamed. And tag me at Fiji Man. Or, or, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook, on, on, on Twitter. Uh, uh, let us know that you just want a soul or you just encourage somebody or you just prayed with somebody. And if they allow you, take a picture, post it, and let's see what God is doing in your life. Praise God. Uh, before we bring the service to an end, uh, it's always a pleasure to give to God every time we gather together. Can I encourage you right now uh, to pick up your devices and give to God, whether it's a tithe, an offering, or seed, uh, whatever God has put in your heart to give today. There are many ways we give at the Elevation Church, and that's been displayed on the screen. Uh, can you just join us as we, as we give today? Uh, you can do a wire transfer. You can use the USSD code if you're local to Nigeria. If you're watching from outside of Nigeria, then you can use our payment gateway on our, on our website, which is elevationng.org forward slash giving. Uh, uh, you can use any of your cards, credit or, or debit card to give. If you want to do an international transfer, the details are on the right side of the screen uh, with the different currencies, uh, account details with which you can give to God. Let's say a word of prayer over every giving today. Father, we ask in the name of Jesus that you accept our gifts, our sacrifices, our offerings, our tithe. Uh, as your people will give to you today, we'll receive a blessing over every giver and we declare that in the name of Jesus, there shall be no lack in our lives. As these seeds leave our account to you, let grace uh, leave you to us. Let favor uh, flow from heaven to us. Let your hand rest upon us. Order our steps this week. Guide us into the fulfillment of destiny. Let nothing derail us uh, from the path of purpose this week. We thank you for your peace, your joy, and your hand resting upon every giver. Uh, accept this sacrifice. Accept this worship. And let it bring glory to you and expand your kingdom here on earth. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you for giving all the time to support ministry work at the Elevation Church. The God who sees uh, in the secret, he will reward you openly for all of your giving. God who rewards faithfulness will reward your faithful stewardship of your finances. Uh, uh, as you are rich towards God in giving to God consistently in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Uh, one or two notices uh, before I sign off. Uh, our campaign, Unashamed, is still on uh, and it's a soul-winning season for us at the Elevation Church and we want to use this to build the culture of soul-winning. So please join us on the Star Witness campaign uh, for the next three months. We want to win at least one soul per week. At least one soul per week. At least one soul per week. I'm asking you to sign on to be a part of this. Uh, you can get more information on our website or sign on to be a part of this uh, Star Witness campaign. Uh, it's a task that everyone has ordained for this time. For the next three months, uh, sign up to win one soul per week and set reminders. Uh, talk to people around you who will hold you accountable to be able to win one soul per week and, and hold yourself accountable as well. And as you do that, God will bless you in Jesus' name. Also, I want you to understand that family life counseling is not available 
here at the Elevation Church for any issue within family, whether it has to do with parenting, whether it has to do with marriage or relationship. Uh, uh, you don't have to wait until things go bad before you reach out for help. So please uh, reach out to us, uh, 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 go to our website, use the URL elevationng.org for start counseling, and you can book a time for counseling. We have professionally trained counselors uh, who will be able to help you, you know, talk to you and counsel you through any family life related issues that you may be going through at this time. Uh, so please, uh, elevationng.org for start counseling is the link and you can sign up for counseling at any time. Also, all of our singles, I wanted to, I want to put you in notice that the singles, our annual singles hangout will happen next month in the, the month of September. Uh, so the details will soon be on our social media platforms. I wanted to ensure uh, that you follow us on social media to get details uh, as we furnish you with subsequent announcements on the singles hangout for the year 2021. Uh, also, don't forget that at the Elevation Church, we're a church of small groups. Uh, so you can join our small groups by going to connectgroup.elevationng.org uh, so that we can do life together. Uh, you know, growing together uh, makes the journey uh, worthwhile and you can go further when you go with the right people. So join us. Uh, we have uh, both interest-based uh, small groups and also geography-based small groups that are starting up again. And I want you to be a part of that as you go to connectgroup.elevationng.org and get more information on how to join. Uh, if you are joining us from any of, uh, uh, you know, any place outside of the places where we have a physical church and you want to be a part of our online church, please go to onlinechurch.elevationng.org uh, and subscribe and be a bona fide member of our online church where you can access our ministers, uh, access, uh, you know, uh, uh, prayers. You can drop your prayer requests. You can get other things uh, that are not available on the regular uh, TV broadcast or social media broadcast when you go to join our online church and you can also participate in all of our trainings. And right now, if you're watching this on YouTube, I want you to like the broadcast uh, so that YouTube can recommend it to other people. And by that, you're spreading the word of God that will be a blessing and challenge other believers and win more souls to the kingdom of God. Thank you for joining us and being a part of this service today. I wish you the grace of God and the favor of God as you go into this new week and you will return with a testimony in Jesus' precious name. Have a good one. God bless you. What a great time it has been in God's presence today. If you would like to share your thoughts and experience from the service, please subscribe to our social media channel at online at TEC to receive prompt updates about our activities and events. To catch up on other service times or to invite someone to watch online, please note that we have service broadcasts at 7 a.m., 9 a.m., 11 a.m., 4 p.m., 7 p.m. on Sundays and 5 p.m. on Mondays. Please note that all times are GMT plus one. Simply share the YouTube link with them or visit onlinechurch.elevationng.org. Would you like a more interactive Sunday service experience? Or are you joining our online service for the very first time? We say a big welcome to you. We're so glad you could join us. Please join us on Zoom for a deeper experience of God's presence via the link now displayed on the screen. There's great content for your kids aged 9 years and younger on our YouTube channel at Elevation NG. Simply type Seeds in the search bar and click the link to start their service.
Also see details of services on Zoom for preteens and teenagers displayed on your screen. You can give your offering and tithes via a secure online portal now displayed on the screen. Please click this link to give. Our online morning prayers Ignite continues tomorrow through Friday at 6 a.m. GMT plus one on Facebook, Zoom, and MixLR. God is answering prayers, filling us with testimonies and changing lives daily as we pray. Please invite your family and friends and don't forget to share your testimonies via testimonies at elevationng.org. Exciting news for all the singles in the house. Our annual singles event, The Hangout, is back and it holds on Saturday, 18th September, physically at our Lecky and Maryland centers and online via at Elevation NG. More details on registration will be shared subsequently, so go ahead and save the date. Our online church operates a small group system where members can connect and engage to foster spiritual maturity, to serve and thrive physically. To join a virtual small group, please send an email to smallgroups at elevationng.org. Please visit our online resource store, elevationng.org forward slash resources to see a full catalog of messages from various teaching series, MP3s, books by our lead pastors, as well as various branded items. You can also find books by Pastor Godman Akinabi for purchase on Amazon Kindle. Simply visit amazon.com, search for Godman Akinabi and purchase the Kindle versions. The New Believers Audio Pack, which contains 17 life-changing messages, is also available at our resource website. As we continue on our new teaching series, Unashamed, we encourage you to win souls online using your social media platforms as you commit to our Star Witness Challenge to win a soul per week for the next three months using the conversation starters and tracks now available for download at elevationng.org forward slash missions. When you win the souls, please remember to remit the names at elevationng.org forward slash missions. Do share your testimonies with us via email to testimonies at elevationng.org. We would absolutely love to hear about what God is doing in your life. Please remember to visit our website elevationng.org to know more about us and for information about our events and services. God bless you and have a fantastic week.